Hello everyone, welcome to the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast. The title of our message today is Jesus, the Friend of Sinners. Jesus was called the Friend of Sinners. Both Matthew and Luke recorded this in their Gospels. Today we're going to see how Jesus truly is the best friend that any sinner could possibly have. And we will learn from Jesus to see how we too can be friends of sinners. As we use the word friend, what are you thinking about? What does friendship mean to you? For many people today, a friend is a person who likes us or even loves us just as we are. Warts and all, as some people say. So, if a friend starts to confront us about our faults or to challenge us to change things in our lives, we may question their friendship. Is this now a conditional relationship? But Jesus, who's been known now for centuries as the friend of sinners, preached a confrontational and uncompromising message that is challenging to most of us. Here's his essential message as recorded by Matthew. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17. I'll read all texts from the New International Version. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus' essential message was a call to repent. That is a call to change. He called people to come under the rule of heaven. That is the rule of God. Now, coming under the rule of God means that we must live according to his rules, according to his standards. In other words, we must live righteous lives. Matthew recorded a very challenging statement that Jesus made about the standard for this righteousness. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 20. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Wow, Jesus said that Life in the kingdom of heaven requires a surpassing righteousness. A righteousness that goes beyond religious rule keeping. The religious rulers of the day, they were good at public rule keeping. But this didn't impress Jesus. He could see that their hearts were far from righteous. Listen to what Jesus had to say to these leaders. Matthew chapter 23, verses 27 and 28. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of of hypocrisy and wickedness. I tried to paraphrase Jesus' message, and this is what I've come up with. I am calling you to repent, to change, 
I'm calling you to come under the rule of God in the kingdom of heaven, where its citizens obey God as their king. I'm looking for more than a change in your public words and your outward appearances. I'm not satisfied with religious pretending. I want your heart to change so that your words and your deeds reflect your changed heart. This is a pretty challenging message, isn't it? Essentially, Jesus was calling sinners to repentance. What that means is that he was calling people sinners and telling them to stop sinning. Now today, many people would say that this message is judgmental. They would regard this message as offensive and would say that it alienates people. You may be watching this or listening to this and be feeling offended. Here's a recent cartoon that imagined the response if the hearers then thought like many 21st century people. They would probably have cancelled Jesus. Yet, Jesus became known as the friend of sinners. He was incredibly popular. So this begs a question. How could Jesus confront people so directly about their sin? Yet, they saw him as their friend. I think if we take a look at Jesus' actions and attitudes, that will help us to understand how this happened. Firstly, Jesus' actions made it extremely clear that he was for the people, not against them. For example, he was famous for his miracles, healing the sick, delivering the demon-possessed, multiplying food, even turning water into wine. He made things better wherever he went. Secondly, his attitude also attracted people. Unlike the religious leaders, he was happy to spend time with people. People who had been labelled sinner and unclean. Four times in his gospel, Matthew remarked on Jesus' compassion for the people. I think we can learn even more as we look at how Jesus interacted with some people who were known as sinners, labeled as sinners. Let's start with his meeting with a man called Zacchaeus, recorded in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. 
And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Let's look at the differences between Jesus and the community. While the community avoided Zacchaeus because of his bad reputation, Jesus actually changed his plans to spend time with him. Verse 1 says that he was just passing through the city. But then he saw Zacchaeus and he decided to stay a while in order to spend time with him. While the community labeled Zacchaeus as a sinner, Jesus called him a son of Abraham. Jesus saw past the sin to the man who was still an Israelite brother. While the community would not want to be known as friends of Zacchaeus, Jesus ate a meal with him. In that day, eating a meal with someone was a symbol of friendship, of shared life. That is why the self-righteous people would not eat with him. So we can see from this encounter that Jesus offered Zacchaeus friendship, accepting him as a fellow Israelite, as family. But while Jesus showed Zacchaeus acceptance as a person, he clearly didn't show acceptance of the sins that Zacchaeus had committed. This is very evident from Zacchaeus' response to his time with Jesus. He gave away half of his wealth and he promised to pay restitution to every person who he had cheated. That is real repentance. We don't know what actual conversations took place over that meal. But those conversations resulted in Zacchaeus recognizing his sin and repenting of his wrongdoing. I've seen some churches use the slogan, Come as you are, as they invite people to church. I love that. I think this is true to Jesus' approach. Jesus invited Zacchaeus into fellowship before Zacchaeus had done anything new, before he had repented. And we can come to Jesus as we are. And we should invite others to come to Jesus as they are. But while Jesus invites us to come as you are, he does not invite us to stay as you are. His message of repentance and righteousness is the same for everyone. He calls us to change our ways as we come under God's rule. We come to him as we are, and we are changed as a result because we came to him. Matthew's encounter with Jesus was quite similar. Matthew, also known as Levi, was also a tax collector. In Matthew's case, Jesus didn't just invite him into fellowship. He invited Matthew to become one of his disciples. Listen to Luke chapter 5, 
verses 27 to 32. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, left everything and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, who belonged to their sect, complained to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The same complaint as with Zacchaeus was addressed to Jesus when he met with Matthew. You are supposed to be a holy man. Why are you eating and drinking with known sinners? I believe that Jesus' answer here is a key to understanding why he is the best friend that a sinner could ever have. Jesus comes to us as a doctor. A doctor doesn't chase people away because they're sick. Imagine walking into your doctor's room and he says, Ugh, you're sick. Go away, you sick person. Come and see me when you're healthy. No, he says, I see you're sick. Come in. You've come to the right person. I can help you to get better. And in the same way, Jesus doesn't chase us away because we're sinners. He's not like those Pharisees who would have said, Go away, you filthy sinners. I won't associate with you until you're righteous. But Jesus says, I know you're sick with sin. Come to me. Come to me as you are in all of your sin. I can set you free from it. So if we want to be true friends of sinners, we should do the same things that Jesus did. We need to offer people our friendship, welcoming them just as they are. We also need to challenge them to respond to Jesus' call on their lives. And friends, this is so important. We need to do both things. We can't just do one of them. If we only welcome and befriend people, then people will come as they are and they will stay as they are. We will have been nice to them and they will like us, but we will have failed to help them. They will remain sick with sin and they'll probably think that that's okay. If we only challenge them, then we will be like the Pharisees. Our message will be, come when you're changed. So they won't come. They won't see any reason to listen to us. We would also be wise to do these two things in the right order. We should welcome and befriend first and present Jesus' challenge second. You see, loving first opens people's hearts so that they can receive the challenge. Also, so importantly, 
It reveals the love of God as revealed through Jesus. Listen to Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God did not wait for us to repent before loving us. He loved us while we were sinners. Jesus died for us while we were sinners. But Jesus did not die for us to make us an okay. He died for us to set us free from our sin and to make us righteous. He died and rose again so that we would no longer live as slaves to sin, but as righteous subjects of the kingdom of God. Listen to Colossians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14. For he, that is Jesus, has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is Jesus, the friend of sinners. He loves us. He calls us to himself. He invites us to come into his kingdom where we will know forgiveness and freedom from sin. And this is how we must reach out to others. We must show them love first, just as they are. We must assure them of God's love for them, just as they are. And having done that, we must call their sin what it is. Sin. Something that is not okay. And we must tell them of the friend of sinners. The sin doctor. The one who is able to rescue them. So that they can leave their sin behind. And live a new life. With Jesus in his kingdom. May we all know the friend of sinners. And may we all be true friends of sinners. Amen.